DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bullerjack. And he is on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung. Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. It's radio voice, TV face. Not TV voice. That's actually, he is the TV voice. But I get your point. Bowler, good morning. And thank goodness, because what a face. How are the pipes, Bowler? <laughs> hey, guys, how are you? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. I'm ready to go. Let's uh, let's play two. Yeah, uh, we are. Friday, Saturday. Why not? PK, how are you, DJ? Uh, we are eager to get hoop back. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. You don't realize how much a part of your life it is until it isn't there. Like, man, I'm spending a lot of oh, time it's watching it's the amazing. NBA. You know, you step away and it's good, and you think, okay, your, your mind still is focused on it uh, during the break uh, because you know what's ahead, and you got 28 games to go and five more at home, uh, which is a uh, the longest home stand of the year, including the one uh, prior to the All Star break uh, with Miami. So. Yeah, then you got the another long road trip. One more, one more long road trip. Uh, you know, starting the month of March. But March is, hey, March is. Uh, that's that's a pretty brutal every other day schedule. So take advantage of home while you're here. Oh, for sure. With these five games coming up right off the bat, I mean, they can really solidify themselves. I guess they can go south too. But my thought is, if you find a way to go five and zero for the rest of the season, you're going to be battling for the second seed. Yeah, I would agree. And then you have to hit the road for Cleveland, uh, which is in turmoil, uh, as we know. Uh, New York turmoil. Boston, uh, you know, we'll see them what twice in what ten days. Uh, so we'll see, you know, how that goes in Detroit. I mean, those are winnable ball games. Obviously, PK is just, you know, as you know, on the road. Then Toronto. I'm just looking ahead. Oklahoma City on the road. That's a one-nighter. New Orleans, Memphis here. Lakers here, and then the Lakers there. And then back to play Minnesota. Then you just—it's like a ping pong match, man. It's one home, one away, one home, one away to kind of finish out the month with Atlanta, Chicago, and Cleveland. So, yeah, there's a lot of winnable games on that schedule. Um, they've been put through a pretty brutal stretch, and there's you know, like you said, take advantage while you can. While you you know you're fresh, you come home, and you start with San Antonio and Houston on a Friday, Saturday. And, uh, you know, get off to a good start. And the guys I know go back to work and uh, meet up and practice at, what, later this afternoon at 1 o'clock. So everybody gets back to town and try to, you know, refocus their uh, their thoughts back to the game. When last we left you, you know, like one of those yep. uh, <laughs> TV shows from your youth, when last we left you, <laughs> Mike Conley was everybody's uh, favorite uh, target. He was just, uh, you know... He was everything that was wrong with the Jazz. Holy cow, you could just watch Twitter just light up. But watching the, the, the handful of games they played in February, and I know it's a small sample size, it's four or five games, but there's this run where he averages 20 points and five rebounds and five assists. As you know, he, like, He's looking good against the Rockets. And I don't know if you're aware, but the Jazz have had problems with the Rockets, and they won uh, that yeah. game, and he had a great game. And I'm thinking, a couple, I think several things happened here that got him off to a slow start. One, you know, different team, different teammates. He had this pick-and-pop guy, now it's a pick-and-roll guy, right? And he doesn't have the ball in his hands as much because Donovan needs the ball, and Joe needs the ball, and, and uh, Bogdanovich is going to get his shots. And so it's different. So there's that. And then it's slowed down because he gets hurt and he doesn't play. And also, I think early on, he was out with her with teammates, and, and the bench wasn't good enough. And whether it was Joe's stats or it was Conley's stats or Donovan Mitchell, you know, when they're playing three on five or four on five because there's a guy or two who just aren't good enough offensively and they aren't getting defended, 
It made it everybody's life harder. Well, now when you're out there, it's five on five. They're not playing three on five. They got a bunch of guys, and he's adapted to the team, and he's gotten healthy, and maybe it'll just turn out to be four or five games, but I don't think so. It feels to me like he's turned a corner here and things are clicking. How much of that are you buying, and how much is that? Well, that's just what people want to buy, and we ought to all calm down. Uh, That's a a great question. Again, uh, there was that break after that streak, as you mentioned, DJ, with the 20 and uh, nearly 5. Uh, and then, of course, the rest night, and then the the the, the ill night. I'm, you know, the flu night, whatever you want to call it. And then the all star break. And so, you know, it's again, we haven't seen Mike for a while, uh, and the Jazz, you know, won those games. So you may, I think, the most interesting point that you made or the comment was shots, touches, and uh, who needs the ball in their hands. And I, I still think that's really part of the adjustment that I know people go crazy thinking that this time of year you still make adjustments. But let's go back to the point you made about health and him out of the lineup, the Jazz really rolling without him, integrating him back in, and then figuring out who's going to touch the ball, who gets the shots. Because your point is Donovan has to have the ball in his hands, right? Joe's a better player with the ball in his hands because he facilitates Rudy Gobert and also – can knock down the three. Bogdanovich has to have his shots. And then you have Mike Conley in that mix. And so that's part of this whole issue, too, of who handles a ball, who has the most shots on a particular night, and, of course, you know, the team having to understand Quinn's decision on who finishes games, who's hot at that particular time, and who's not. And they have to accept that role. So, I think all that becomes part of this whole equation of the season is uh, Mike's been in and out, uh, and then you have to reintegrate, and then you have to make adjustments, and how many guys like to do that once they find their own rhythm, then back off and have to give up shots to allow Mike to find his game. Complicated. You know, it sounds easier than it is, but it's not because everybody has rhythm, and they, you know, they, they get into that shot selection PK of, like, it's mine, it's, you know, and I understand what play we're running. And then another player comes in and feels like he has to kind of maybe prove himself again. And so I think it's just been kind of a season of ups, downs, and flows of adjustments. There's a lot of offense, as you mentioned, though, DJ. A lot of offensive opportunities and a lot of guys who want the ball because they can shoot the ball and why the Jazz are number one in percentage in three-point shooting. So the offense is there, and then sometimes the defense struggles, as we've seen as well. So. I'm anxious to see him get back on the floor and see where they are. And if Mike's healthy, how that continues to the next 28. Yeah, you mentioned all valid points and everything you say, and you go Conley, we all agree. Uh, Bogdanovich, you didn't really mention him, but you'd put him in there. And obviously Joe and Donovan. And to me, the wild card is Clarkson, and you didn't even bring him up. How does he fit in? Well, Moutier too, right? I mean, look what Moutier was able to do on a couple of short stints on the floor with Clarkson. That was a totally different uh, pace of game, uh, PK, that the Jazz gave opponents when Moody and Clarkson were on the floor together. Both those players have a really innate ability to just uh, attack. Uh, They are guys who need the ball in their hands, and they rarely give it up, right? They're more like professional shooters and scorers, I guess, and that was a different combination that I don't think a lot of defenses were adjusting too well in the uh, prior to the All-Star break. So Moutier is another guy that has shown he deserves minutes, but where do you put him, right? Where, how, do, how do you work it out? There's not enough minutes and enough, enough shots to go around. 
But that's a great point, too. Clarkson has been an absolute buzzsaw since coming over in the trade with the Cavs for Exum, and you have to allow him on the floor as well. That's a great point. I don't mind the Moutier question about where you get him minutes so much because I think over the course of an NBA season, the odds of everybody being healthy are just so slim. They are just so slim. And I also think on the second night of back-to-backs, when a team lacks a little spark or something, so whoever the odd man out is, and right now it looks like Moutier, I think that that's where if you have a savvy agent and you got savvy coaches, or maybe the guy's a veteran, he already knows. It's like, listen, right. somebody's going to get hurt or there's going to be a back-to-back. I just got to be ready because my chance, it's, it's coming. The odds are stacked yeah. in my favor. I'm going to get a little yeah, here. And he's proven that, right? Yeah. I mean, he jumped yeah. off the bench and was instant offense when, uh, when Conley took the rest night. And I'm anxious to see if that continues this weekend, right? Because the Spurs are in town tomorrow and then the Rockets on Saturday. Will the Jazz stay true to form? with the protocol for Conley to rest his knee. So, and that, again, allows Moutier and Clarkson even more rotation minutes. So, again, we'll see. I mean, it's, uh, it's Quinn's show, and uh, we'll see how it works out. But it's, it's going to be a quite, a, quite a push. And I think you're right, too, with the way the schedule's built in March. There's a lot of games, and you may see – it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the league, along with the Jazz, decide to use any of the rest protocol along the way, or if they just fight and fight uh, to try to grab that number two spot. Because the two spot, um, and some say, why not make it, to, you know, why not beat the Lakers out? Well, you're going to have to play uh, near-perfect you know, basketball the rest of the way, but the two spot seems more reasonable. And that's a pretty sweet spot, too, if you get into the uh, second round of the playoffs and then maybe a Western Conference shot at the Lakers. So uh, yeah. we'll see. Let's hope. Uh, the As you look at it, uh post-trade deadline and some trickling as far as buyouts. It looks like Houston and the Clippers of the contenders are the ones that made the most significant changes. How do you see those two playing out with the changes and the additions that they've made? Yeah, that's uh, something, PK, that, again, teams are those two teams are looking for that one final little piece, and we know Jeff Green, right? Uh, and, and, and can he actually still, being off the floor for the last three months, nearly three months, uh, you know, give them a little sense of something off the bench, maybe. Um, you know, Joe Johnson tried that as well, and it, it wasn't as successful as probably people had hoped. But still, you know, it's, it's, I think it's just a piece that they look for, a specialized player to push him over the hump in a tight game or just a few extra minutes off the bench uh, with a couple of buckets here and there and a rebound. So, and leadership, too, I think comes into play. If, uh, if that can you know, also be a, a locker room guy that uh, can solidify a few things. So um, Clippers tough. Houston's trying to you know, strengthen themselves. And uh, obviously we get uh, our own you know, straight-up look at them on, on Saturday night. So uh, you know, the Jazz stood pat. I think they're, you know, they're, they have to you know, play with what they've got. I think their, their move, as we know, was made with Clarkson uh, much earlier in the season, and that turned out to be a, a home run in my book. So... I think the Jazz are who they are, and and, and um, hopefully less mistakes, less turnovers, and a little more continuity along the way. I think uh, puts the Jazz in a good position, especially with the five games coming up at home. Man, take advantage of that in the home crowd for sure. 
So I always, uh, whenever somebody's lost, I'm always looking for the revenge angle, but that's because, you know, I've got a petty personality, and you know that as yeah, well as yeah, uh-huh. Well, possibly PK <laughs> knows it better, and he always points it out, so he's on it. Well, you uh, guys have been working together so but, long. You guys, right. you know, hit each other up all the time, man. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> the Jazz lost in San Antonio. How much does that matter, the first game out of the break? I think it's downplayed, but in reality, let's be honest, what athletes, a professional athlete doesn't want to say, hey, look, um, we're better than you. Uh, I, you know, I, Quinn would probably say one game at a time. We don't focus on that. But internally, yeah, come on. We're all competitive. You better be at this level, right? I mean, Houston's going to be upset because Bogdanovich hit a, hit a three ball, right? I mean, all those things come into play. It better because that's why you play the game, because you're competitive. You're a competitor, uh, and I would say yes, absolutely. I mean, all, everyone knows uh, who beat whom on the last time out, and you know would love to you know have payback. I think players play it down. But in reality, you know, from my sensibility uh, over the years in sport, we all know competition is 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 one number one. That's why you go out and play it every night. Craig Bolajek, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, joining us here on ninety-seven five at twelve eighty the Zone. I'm wondering what uh, Quinn Snyder does as far as you mentioned so many guys with the rotation, and it is yeah. there, and all, and even Moutier obviously has been deserving of time. And normally, as the season winds down and you progress in the playoffs, rotations become shorter. But, you know, for years, the Jazz talking about the strength of the team being the team. Do you think he'll shorten it or keep it as is? PK, that's uh, strange you say that because I've already made a list of questions to kind of get a feel for what his, you know, his status, philosophy, and and moving forward attitude is. Number one on my list is rotation. You are or you are astute. Uh, I, I don't know, but I would think with the talent they have, you can do a lot of different things on with different teams and rotations. That's the beauty of having a number of guys who can play, but also. The, the fear of do you alienate anybody? And I don't think the Jazz, through all they've been through this year and who we know them as this you know, bona fide, solid team concept approach, I don't know if anybody gets too uh, outside the, the box with minutes and le- as long as they're winning, right? Winning cures a lot of, uh, a lot of questions and a lot of ills. So, but I think that's the number one thing. How does he do it? Um, does he try to keep guys in fluid rotation minutes, or if you chop them up, you do take the chance of having somebody lose some of that tempo uh, just to appease a guy to play six uh, instead of playing a guy who deserves more minutes because he's you know got a hot hand. I'm anxious to PK to see if he stays with the Donovan rotation when he's, he comes out earlier in the first quarter, or if he plays him longer. Uh, maybe actually, you know, puts him into this, you know, makes maybe starts him early into the second quarter and rotates Clarkson back in. I don't know. There's a lot of questions to be answered. And uh, again, we'll get some answers tomorrow night. But it's a great one. And one I'm going to, you know, I'll dig at uh, practice and shoot around to see. And we'll, we'll kind of understand, too, in the next couple of games what Quinn's philosophy is going to be. Bowler, as always, good to hear from you. And we will see you at the games. All right, guys. Great talking to you. See you soon.